This is Getting Into It with Grant, so let's get into it. Hey, so in this episode we're going to do something a little bit different than I've been doing up to this point. And what I really wanted to do here was take some of the, uh, you know, firsthand personal experiences that I have shared so far and pull them into a world that may be more relevant to you and questions that you are having specifically about your careers. So I've worked at a lot of places, as you've probably gathered up to this point. And so I've got questions in my Twitter inbox, in my LinkedIn inbox, and in my email that I wanted to pull into this show in kind of mini segments and discuss openly. Not all of these questions are going to be posed directly to me. Some of them are going to be just really good questions that I found online that I wanted to share my thoughts on. So the first one here, um, I'm going to read it out loud and then dive into my answer. Should I accept a job offer that I feel like I'm unqualified for? A bit of the backstory. I'm a recent graduate and over the years I've been using many different technologies for learning purposes. However, I always forget some of them when I'm trying to learn new stuff. Recently, I've been working a lot on React.js, most of them with code along videos on YouTube and Udemy, and I've been doing great, but I feel like it's not enough. I always have to Google solutions, and sometimes I even take long times just to do a simple task. Anyways, I started to apply for jobs on React, and I applied for almost 80 jobs which require React, and keep in mind that I've been using the technology or for not even a year. I somehow got interviewed for a React job. It was not a junior dev job either. The salary is quite high, and they expect somebody who has React experience. I did tell them that I have only less than a year of experience in React.js, but they somehow liked me anyways and told me that apparently I'm one of the best applicants they've interviewed. Days la later, I got the offer, but I'm not really confident about my capabilities and knowledge. I'm not even sure if it's just because I'm not confident enough, or is it that I'm just unqualified? I also have anxiety that I'll mess it up and not beat deadlines and not even be able to learn it well enough to do uh, for them. Should I go forward with the job or should I just go learn and, tr and wing it trying to learn new things? So that's a, uh, an interesting question because it brings up a lot of feelings that I've had about myself in my career. Um, so I've worked at seven or eight different companies, as you can see on my LinkedIn, and uh, the feeling that I have had as a developer at each of these companies is that I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this job well enough for them. Uh, and I'm afraid I'm going to get fired within a year because I'm not smart enough to do it. Uh, mainly because I'm working with so many really smart people that I look up to and respect. And I don't feel that I'm as good as they are. That feeling has stuck with me my entire career. I really don't know why. Uh, it's pretty trendy right now um, that I'm seeing on Twitter at least for people to talk about imposter syndrome and while that really is like a real thing a real diagnosis or psychological state I think maybe inadequacy is more accurate of a term uh, to use and it mainly stems from the fact that there are so many things that a person can do in IT when you get onto a team in the field, you see other people doing their specializations super well. Like this person knows the UI, this person knows the back end, and they collectively like merge into that perfect developer in your mind, and you just think everyone else knows everything you don't know. When in reality, you've got your own specialties, and they're thinking this about you too. So that's the first thing I want to say here is I think feelings of inadequacy or imposter syndrome just kind of come with the territory of working in technology 
and you you kind of get more used to feeling that way as time goes on. I don't know if it ever goes away for some people. I've certainly met folks who don't seem to think that others are any good and, and that they are the best, but they seem to be a more of a rarity in the industry than the, the, the typical developer. So that's, uh, I guess, the first thing that I wanted to share here. There are a lot of other pieces to dive into, though. So you're a recent graduate, and you've learned a lot of things over the years, but React.js is the current thing that you've learned, is what it sounds like. And that's a good thing. Uh, I feel like getting experience and things that are relevant now is very important. And uh, just the fact that you haven't been using React for like five years, that's that's okay. I mean, you're going to forget a lot as time goes on. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with that. You're going to learn new technologies. You're going to forget and then you're going to have to go back and relearn them. So the fact that you've got about a year or however long it is, whatever recent means uh, here, that's totally fine. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that too much. If you can do some basics in React, you're going to learn the rest of it, being immersed in it eight hours a day on the job, that you're going to be effective in no time. Some of the questions we don't know the answer to here in your question are super important. Uh, but I so I'll do my best to kind of fill in the blanks and make some assumptions. You don't tell us what company this is for. You don't tell us what location it's at, you know, like in the country or in the world. So what's the geographic location? And you also don't tell us what you consider a high salary to be. Those three things are all super important for knowing whether or not this is a competitive offer or if your expectations for the job are just off the mark. Uh, you may think it's a super highly paid job. I've certainly had people tell me, oh my goodness, this is, I don't know, for example, this is my, my first big boy job is what they've said to me after college. And they didn't expect to get paid as highly as they did. When in reality, I know the, the pay grades and the ranges and they're like in the middle of the range. It's not too highly. It's not too, too low. But their expectations were that they, it was just like super high paid. And that's okay. I mean, that just goes to show how highly paid technology is in the first place. So I can't tell you if it's highly paid or not. Uh, that's the first thing. And the second thing, going back to the geographic location, is different parts of the world and different parts of even the United States are going to get paid differently for the same jobs. I uh, won't share anything from my current job, but I do know at my last company there was a, a uh, what do they call it, a geomodifier for where you lived. In some cities, you would get you know three to fifteen percent higher pay, just being in the same state as other cities that you lived in. So we need to know which location in the globe you're working at to be able to gauge your pay, as well as what company you work at, because some companies in general tend to skew higher than others. He in these categories, I'm thinking of of the Fang, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, because those are some of the most well-known high-paying companies, and they do pay a premium for getting top talent in their engineering departments. So back to kind of the imposter syndrome conversation I had. Everybody Googles everything all the time in software development. There was a guy that I follow on Twitter. He recently said, what, he, he posed the question, what's the most important skill of a dev? The answer, control C, control V. That's really what it takes because, as I said, you're going to be learning new skills and then relearning skills uh, throughout your career. So you may be a JavaScript expert today or React.js. You may know a fair bit today. You may work in this job for the next two years and then uh, get out of React and go into Vue or some other uh, framework or AngularJS. 
And that's the point in time when you're going to start forgetting about React.js, learn this new framework, and then you're going to find yourself in React again in a couple of years, maybe. So your career development's on you, and you're going to constantly have to refresh yourself on the technologies that you know, on new emerging technologies, and then relearn things again. So not to be a dead horse here, but just get used to that as part of the job. It's normal. Don't criticize yourself too much. So I think the ultimate question here is, should you take the job? Absolutely. Even if you don't feel like you're qualified for the job, the people who are hiring you are the ones who do think you're qualified. And so some of the things you may not know when you're going in for this job that are very important to understand is that the hiring manager may be in a position where they really just need to hire somebody today. The work is super critical and urgent and they can't hold off for six months while they find the perfect person to fit that slot. They'll take whatever is available in the market today and maybe that works to their favor, maybe it doesn't. I'm sure you're an excellent candidate. We don't often make decisions to hire people who are not qualified for the positions, uh, but we do often make decisions to hire people who don't feel qualified. So that's one factor to consider here. Another one would be, depending on the company's size, and maybe this job has been posted before. You don't know if this is posted under a slightly different title or uh, job description, and it sat there for three months. They closed it, they reopened the job requisition, and you applied, you saw it, and uh, they, they called you in. So who knows how long this job hunt has been going on for. When job hunts, uh, from the company's perspective, if a job rec stays open for too long, there's a very good chance that the job rec uh, may get closed entirely, the headcount pulled from that manager or that team and used elsewhere in the business. I explain in another episode that those decisions are made because the business is constantly changing. We can't predict where it's going to be six months from now, but we know today we need an engineer on this specific team. So that manager opens up the job rec, they take six months to make the decision, the business changes, headcount gets pulled and used elsewhere because it's clear it wasn't as critical as they thought it was in that team. And it worked, it worked out for the business, and it worked out for the business that they didn't hire so they could use the headcount elsewhere uh, when the time was right, when a new need did pop up. So those are all the factors that the manager is dealing with on the back end that you don't even see as a uh, candidate who's interviewing for the position or someone who's interested. So again, whether you were that candidate who checked a quarter of the boxes on their perfect list of an engineer or you checked three quarters or even checked all of them, give yourself some credit. You are what they're looking for today. And even if you're not specifically at today, they see the potential in you in the future as an investment uh, that you will be that engineer eventually. Maybe it'll be a year down the road, maybe it'll be two years down the road, but you're gonna do enough damage on their program and their projects today to be able to make it worthwhile. And they know down the road it's gonna return dividends for them for investing in you now. So all of these are just really good things that I'm seeing for you in your position. And this is my perspective, go forth, conquer, learn React.js and be the best developer that they could have hired for that position. You're gonna be that person. I, I can see it in how you asked your question and I have confidence in you. So go conquer and do great things for this company. Enjoy your job and your stellar pay. If you like the podcast, drop me a rating and subscribe and we'll see you next time.